0: As a lot of you guys know, my daily driver is a 2007 Infiniti FX35 Sport. It's about time I put some money into it. Can't just drive the NSX around all the time looking nice. Wanna get some wheels. For over a decade, 4 Wheel Line has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. They're dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any maker model on the road. Their truck products cover everything you need for a custom look and added functionality. I was talking about a wheel and tire package, Head over and use the configuration tool. They carry all the major brands of wheels and tires, so go get outfitted today. Visit them at 4WheelOnline. That's 4Wheel, singular, online. This is the Hard Parking Podcast, Other Side of the Wheel, sponsored by Right Honda out of Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm your host, Jay Finning. In studio with me, Stefan, is returned.
1: What's up? Nice to be back,
0: Jay. Nice to have you back. So coming up on today's show, Renee Starr is going to join as Arizona Rider of the Week. We're also going to have random thought segment. And then introducing a new segment, Weird Cars with Red, from the Red's Rambling Podcast, is going to join us to talk about cars a little bit.
1: It's a color red, right?
0: Yeah. Well, come, yeah, he goes red. His name's actually, I don't know if I can, I'm allowed to say your name, Jamie. <laughs> and uh, he's been on the podcast before on a Q&A segment. If you haven't checked out the most recent episode before this, it is actually kind of the student loan forgiveness part two. It's called Pay Your Taxes and Buy a Car, where I had guests on Dub and Les of the Goals podcast. So make sure you go back and check that out. Let's talk a little bit of automotive news. On my Nextdoor app, which, by the way, if you guys don't have the Nextdoor app, I recommend you download it. It's neighborhoods all over the place, and people complain about things, and they also it's also very helpful. But one woman a few miles away was complaining because her catalytic converter got stolen, and apparently this is a big deal. This isn't the first time I heard about this. The other day, CBC News, which I don't know where CBC is. I'm guessing it's Canada. Kitchener, Waterloo. It sounds like something from Canada. Police in Guelph-Waterloo region say thefts of converters are on the rise. Cape Britain. I should probably look this stuff up before I read it as far as where it is, but I know that this this is it's a legit story, and it's a problem that's happening all over the place. So if you wake up and your catalytic converter is stolen, it sounds like it's really weird, but according to this article, there are three precious metals in the catalytic converters that are worth more than gold, literally. According to this, it says... The thefts have been happening across the country for the last year, and thieves appear to be after three precious metals inside the converter, platinum, rhodium, and palladium. It's all about those three metals. According to pricing, palladium is currently selling for over 2800 Canadian an ounce, although the Kitco outlook says it could rise to 3000 by the end of the year. Platinum was selling over $1,500 an ounce, while rhodium was going for about 30000 US an ounce at the end of February. 30,000. So, by comparison, an ounce of gold is currently selling for about 2,200. One reason for the rising value of platinum, rhodium, and palladium is that automakers make vehicles to meet tightening emission standards. Manufacturers need more of those metals inside the new catalytic converter to do that work. So, the first thought is are car manufacturers going to the black market to buy these stolen materials? My quick answer, my my immediate thought would be no. However, there's a lot of aftermarket manufacturers that I could see doing this. We all know somebody who sells parts. We all know somebody who is a vendor like, hell, I'm a downforce vendor. So if you're into NSX parts, you can get your downforce parts from me. So downforce makes alternate parts for my NSX in a bunch of other vehicles. Now, I'm not saying downforce, they don't make catalytic converters, but a company like downforce that specializes in things like that, cat back exhausts, all that kind of stuff. I could see somewhere along the lines they're getting their hands on this, so. So another thought I have is why not just hit the junkyards? And the answer is cuz at the junkyard you have to pay for it, so it's easier to steal something than to pay for it, right? And then you go to the u it places. You don't know if that catalytic converter is any good or not. They don't care, you don't know. And I don't know if sometimes they pull the cats off and have them where you can just walk up and buy them, but still You're going to pay more for that one cat to get that tiny. I'm guessing there's not a lot of these precious metals in either, either cat. So you probably have to get a lot of these, like a ton of these, to make any kind of money. So it's easier just to go around and steal it. I'm actually surprised, though. It's like, how do you not hear that? Because you can make a noise during the day and not hear it. You can make a noise at night and everybody can hear it. So it's interesting to me. Interesting. Watch out for your catalytic converters getting stolen. It's a real thing. Save the cats. You know what I'm going to do? I, I think I'm going to I'm gonna, I think I'm going to I'm going to make a sign, lost cat or stolen cat and put a picture of a catalytic converter and just post it up to the telephone pole. If you see my cat, give me a call. How's that? We're going to go ahead and jump into the Arizona Ride of the Week.
1: Arizona Ride of the Week, sponsored by Higher Quality Detail out of Tempe, Arizona. They specialize in premium vehicle protection solutions and cosmetic customization as your one-stop shop, ranging from basic detailing options through ceramic coating, paint correction, protection films, and more. Visit Ceramic Pro Arizona, one word on Instagram, or higherqualitydetail.com, H-Y-E-R, also one word, and get started looking your best today.
0: This week, the Arizona Rider of the Week is Renee Starr. Renee, welcome to the show. Thank you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself as far as the car scene. Like, how long have you been into cars? How long have you been in the Arizona car scene?
2: Um, maybe a little bit over two years. I used to be into the classic lowrider cars when I was younger. And I went to a lot of car meets the low rider car meets, but I never really thought about doing like muscle cars and stuff like that. So um, I just started getting into muscle cars when I got my Challenger. After I got my Challenger, it was just like no turning back from there. (laughs) I just, I love the Challenger Mustangs, the look and the power that they have.
0: You said you used to go to check out car shows. Who would you go with? Is that kind of why you got you eventually got into what you're into now, or just kind of one of those things?
2: I think it was all it all started with my grandfather because my grandfather had a 67 Ford Mustang. And when I saw it, my eyes just lit up. I loved it so much. And still to this day, that car is still in our family. And I've been trying so hard to get that car. Well, yeah. But, um, I have no idea what it was about that Mustang, but ever since I've seen that Mustang cars, I've just been looking at cars and so into them. Well, wanting to be more into them. But when I was younger, there was a lot of lowrider meets by my house and I would go to those meets. There was one every Sunday over on the South side of Phoenix. And I would go to them by myself. <laughs> I never went with anyone. I went always by myself. Because I didn't know anybody that was, any girls that were into, you know, low rider cars like I was.
0: I got to tell you what, though, going to a show by yourself, I don't I want to even go to a show by myself. I'm always hitting up my boys like, hey, who want to who roll? Who's going to Cars and Coffee? Who's going to this car, meet? I'm not trying to go by myself. So that's, that's crazy.
2: Yeah, I mean, now I I don't like going by myself because I kind of feel awkward. But back then, it was the lowrider cars. It's just like, it don't matter if you're there by yourself. You'd see so much stuff. It's so much stuff that you can look at and talk about. And it's just different. But now, I, I hate going to car meets by myself. <laughs> it just feels weird.
0: The cool thing is, you go to car meets. We're talking to Renee Starr, which is Black China, B L A C C China. I'm not going to tell you how to spell China on Instagram. <laughs> so it shows here that you uh, you're part of a car club. Yes. And you're also a Call of Duty, so you're a gamer too. So tell us a little about your car club, and tell us a little about why you're a gamer. And are you like, are you a badass? Like, what are you? Is it Xbox or, or PlayStation, or you're, are you a PC gamer?
2: Um, I am a PlayStation player. Um, I'm not really too much into the multiplayer part. I'm more into the zombies. I love zombies. I play zombies literally all day. As soon as I get on the PlayStation to play zombies, I'm in, I'm into the game probably three, four hours <laughs> playing that game. But, um, my car club, it's actually Wild Roses is actually my car club, but I, at this moment, do not have any members. I
0: you're a one member band.
2: Yes. At this moment, because, and I, you know, I have, uh, I have a reason for that because I've been really picky and it's just the fact that I've seen a lot of cars, clubs fall apart. Um, I've been, I just been watching a lot of car clubs and trying to take notes of what's going on, what not to do, what to do, what you know, how to keep a family. Because I I really want my car club to be a family, so I don't want to start my car club off wrong. I want to make sure I start my car club off on the right foot.
0: Like, what does somebody need to be in order to get into your car club?
2: Well, the Wild Roses is basically. Lady-driven car club,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it's American Muscle. So as long as you're lady-driven and it's American Muscle, you have a good personality. No, absolutely no drama.
0: What do no you identify as a lady?
2: Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm there, just, I'm just, there's... I'm just messing with you. Tell us a little about your, <laughs> tell us a little about your Challenger.
2: My Challenger, it's a 2013 Dodge Challenger SXT. So it's a V6. I haven't put any performance parts on it. So it's, it's just all stock. I mostly do accents. Like, I just changed the look of it. I don't really do too much, do anything about the performance part because I'm waiting to get a new Challenger.
0: Oh, so, <laughs> so this, is, this, is, this is breaking news then. Here on the Hard Parking Podcast, other side of the world, Renee Starr is going to get a new Challenger.
2: Yes, I want, I am so pushing for a new challenger. So I don't want to put performance parts on this challenger. I want to save everything for when I get the new one.
0: It looks like you have wheels on there and maybe a a grill and. Did you add the purple or did the purple come there?
2: I added the purple. I actually did everything myself. I did wrapping. I did the racing stripes. I wrapped the spoiler I got the spike lug nuts. I added 20-inch rims on there. Look at um, you. I have underglow. And then I wrapped a, a couple things on the inside of the car. I like to do everything myself. I'm a really hands-on person. I'm really trying to get into wrapping. So I'm looking to take classes, but I, I haven't found any classes in Arizona just yet. I found some in Vegas, though. So I might be going to Vegas for a weekend.
0: Get your wrap on in Vegas.
2: Yes. I really want to get to know more about cars. So, I mean, if anybody is willing to show me or teach me anything, I am so open to learn. So I want to learn more.
0: That's awesome. So if someone wants to reach out to you and keep it clean, people, reach out to Renee Starr. How do they reach you?
2: Um, They can reach me on my Instagram. My Instagram is Renee dot star i also have a facebook they can reach me in not my phone number though
0: <laughs> of course
2: <laughs> not of course. my phone number <laughs> but yeah i mean i'm I'm on instagram all the time so if someone wants to reach out to me just dm me on instagram
0: and that's r-e-n-a-e dot star on instagram black china thank you for joining the show you're awesome and i'll see you at a future event
2: yes you will
0: I want to thank Renee Starr for joining the show, talking about her challenger. did not know she had her own car club. She is the sole member, but that's going to change soon. We haven't done this segment in a while. Last time it was Mad Puppy Eddie. This time it's Stefan in studio, but it's random thought. I don't know if he has a random thought, but the other day I was thinking about the first time I ever smoked weed.
1: Remember the first time you smoked weed? Yeah. What, what happened? I was in high school in the Philippines, so we go in a private school, so weed is really, like, a all around. I got, like, friends that smoke weed, and they don't push me to smoke. How, how old were you? 14. Were you 15? like, hey,
0: let me get some. I can do it.
1: Yeah, so I've seen them smoking, mm. but they don't, like, pressure me to smoke. Sure. But one time, I was, like, kind of curious, because I tried regular cigarettes. I haven't Ugh. tried weed. Yeah. So... And in the Philippines, at 14, you can go to clubs. No. You, you, but you can't smoke weed. You can't smoke weed. But you can go to clubs. You can go to clubs. Mm-hmm. you can go to clubs. You can drink alcohol. So one time we went to a club on a weekend. And when we were at the parking lot, they started smoking. Mm. So that's when I, well, let's try it. And how did that go for you? Do you remember? Oh, to me, it's like cigarettes, like I wasn't addicted to it. I wasn't looking for it. I mm-hmm. tried it, but now I kind of like smoke socially. So I feel like weed
0: is like the first time you do it, you don't know what you're doing because you haven't taught, unless you're used to smoking cigarettes, like yeah. you haven't taught your, your, body your body how to hold stuff in and it becomes second nature. And I'm, I don't mean to sound like a pothead, but the first time I smoked weed and what had happened was a friend of mine, he had gone to jail for something, but he had this bag of weed in his car. So he called us up. I was actually, or I am like really like almost brothers with his cousin, essentially. So he said, Hey, go to my car before the cops tow it. I don't remember what this is years ago. Get my weed. So he had a pound of weed in like a big Ziploc in his car. (laughs) So we break it back to my house and we're packing it in these little bags for him. And we didn't have anything to smoke. And I had never smoked. My boy has never smoked. But I'll tell you what we did have. We had the quarter rolls, the penny rolls, the coin rolls. Oh, yeah. Nasty-ass paper. Yep. And so the first time we smoked weed, we rolled it up in that shit. And all I remember, (laughs) because it's god-awful, is it burned the fuck out of my throat, which makes sense. So that was the first time I ever smoked weed was out of a fucking, like, a penny roll, which freaking sucked. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Coming up, Red's Cars of the Weird. It's time for the new segment, Red's Cars of the Weird, sponsored by Red's Ramblings podcast. And of course, we have on the phone, Red, coming back to the show. What do you got for us today?
3: Hey, Jay, thanks for uh, letting me come back and having this segment for me. So for today, it's kind of where we're heading. You know, there's a lot more emphasis on electric vehicles, in today's market, right? Yeah, Tesla's leading the way and everyone else is kind of following suit forward. You know, got the mach now and everyone else is already there with something or working on something for sure. So I thought I would kind of harken back to the old times when this one, I don't remember how you pronounce it properly but it's from 42, 1942. It's basically in English, it's the egg Created by this Frenchman.
0: Is that what it's called? A 1942 Paul, egg? Or you said you don't know how to really?
3: It's like le oof, leuf, or some. It's French. L O E U F, which apparently stands for the egg from 1942, from a Paul Arzens. Oh, there it is. So after you know World War. Le ouf. See that thing?
0: Le ouf. leuf, leuf. The electric egg. Wow. Yeah.
3: Wow. So. Okay. It looks like a lot of new cars today, like a lot of the, you know, like the first EVs that came back in modern, you know, in our time. Small, compact, very lightweight. This one's all aluminum, plexiglass, all that kind of stuff. Granted, you know, back then, you know, again, 1942, battery power was not that good. So we could only go for about 63 miles on a full charge. So this thing
0: looks like kind of like a combination of some sort of a a moon rover in a, in a future movie. If this had big motorcycle right? helmet, like a crotch rocket helmet with three wheels, yeah. two in the front, one in the back. Yeah, that sounds about right. And yeah. A yeah. Long shaft in the steering wheel. that looks like it's made. It's probably aluminum, but I mean, why would you want an aluminum steering wheel? Is it, is it more energy efficient to have an aluminum steering wheel instead of, say, I don't know. I think for then for
3: back then it was just for lightweight and it, they had a shortage of aluminum because of the war going on, so they only made this one. Ooh. There's only one in the world. Yeah, he only made one, and it was it's still technically a prototype. But, I mean, he's gotten this other guy. If you look into him, he's made other cars. Uh, it's called La Baline, which is apparently, I probably butchered that as well, The Whale. Which is that's in the National Mo- Motor Museum in Mulhouse, House, and he made an electric version of that. But the egg one was the unique one because it looks again like when you know uh, Prius first came out. You can probably say the Bug, you know, the Volkswagen Beetle probably borrowed a little bit of design aesthetics from that. Cause it's very round, very bulbous. Yeah, it, was,
0: yeah, it does have a, you know, an insecty leg. Like.
3: A huge visibility though. The visibility I don't think is insane. I mean, it's not but plexiglass not safe at all if oh, no, you get dead. hit in that thing I think it's a death trap Oh, right, it's, it's an absolute There's death no trap for sure light. not at all <laughs> you are dead from the start if you get so hit in that so that's the 1942
0: sure. the electric egg Paul Arzen's Leo Lewef and he lived from 1930 it to 2004. Is. And on the bottom of this first article I pulled up on oldconceptcars.com, there's a Volvo electric car, a General mm-hmm. Motors impact, and the AMC concept Electron. So they've been messing with these things for a while. What what else do you have for us?
3: Well, since we got on that one from the old, you know, 1942, I want to jump to the future. So I found that there's a lot of concepts that look cool and you can tell they're never going to be production. And, I mean, this one won't either, but one of the segments that you brought me on someone asked a question about a flying car oh, yeah. remember that one so this is a, a te- technically a flying car but it's called the hover car it's a hover car concept from volkswagen they put out a thing in 2011 this was directed a little project the people's car project for uh chinese i guess inventors and artists and whatnot to come up with what they envision the car of the future. One of the ones that struck them really good was this one called the hover car. And basically all it is like a maglev. It it again it looks kinda like if you were to update the electric egg, basically. It's nothing but a big old glass ball and it hovers like a maglev train. Yeah, it doesn't work unless you have, you know, stuff built into the ground, obviously. But apparently Volkswagen liked it enough. They made an entire you know YouTube video or video done out of c g with it. so I don't know if they're legitimately working on it, but it's still cool. It looks you know one of those sort of definitely space like jetson's like a, it it looks you know? like a
0: a not necessarily a car but just like a personal transportation device within something. Like an elevator yeah, like pod, pod or Yeah, you
3: just hop in. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they Volkswagen took a liking to it enough. They made their own, like I said, little CG video of it that you can find on YouTube. Volkswagen's The People's Car Project. Yeah, there's actually
0: car. a Jay Leno video here. It says The People's Car Project, Jay Leno's Garage, which is probably clickbait. Cause, uh, oh, really? Oh, yep, I see it. Yep. Yeah, and this. Yeah, yeah they got him.
3: <laughs> they got him sitting in it. <laughs>
0: All right. You guys want to check this thing out? Jay Leno's garage. Very popular YouTube page. I'm scrolling forward through this feed because I want to see Jay in it. Yeah, look at that. Oh, that's a, is he really in it? Or was that like a, a, just a conceptual thing?
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just CG. They just filmed him sitting in something else and put him in it for sure. Yeah, but yeah, like if you watch it, it looks pretty good. Like if you didn't know it was CG, like they're up front. The, hey, you know, we made this. It's not real. And they filmed it apparently in the designers, oh, Wang Ji or Wang Zhai. I'm probably saying that horribly. I'm sure. I'm sure. But yeah, but they went to her hometown of Chengdu. I think that's so you do,
0: you, correct, at least. And filmed you, it. You, yeah. you should know how to pronounce that because with your podcast. People from all over the world, come on. I know one language, sir. I, got you, <laughs>
3: okay. I speak to people yeah. who know English, thankfully. <laughs> so yeah, close, but not exactly. I, I do want to learn various languages, but right now I'm sitting on one. That's so that's it. what
0: we have. We have the People's Car Project, and you can check more of that out. It's an, I don't know how it would stay upright, honestly, because with people freaking out. Yeah, exactly. It, it would almost that too. Need like left and right stabilizers.
3: Yeah, because even maglevs are still on a track yep. to keep them there. You know, and this thing's supposed to go through urban areas and city environments. It's like
0: the next iteration of the Back yeah. to the Future hoverboard, which I think, yeah, don't yeah. they have hoverboard I think that's parks? that's fair.
3: Like legit hoverboards? Yeah. I know there's a YouTube, the Hacksmith. They built basically a legit hoverboard,
0: but... Yeah, yeah the, Lex, the Lexus hoverboard like park. The battery, Lexus has a that hoverboard park. A legit park. Yeah, and it's... uh. Hold on, I'm Googling this because I want to see. Is this person wiped out? I want to see somebody on it.
3: Oh, crap. I'm looking at that.
0: I think it's all electromagnetic-based.
3: Dude, that's awesome then. But even still, like, you know, yeah, that's built in. so would you, if you were to legit go with the Volkswagen hover car, would you have, like, tear up all the roads and put magnets and whatnot under them? Or, you know, to go through that, to make that a viable project, you would need to not only build the car but then put, yep. do an insane upgrades to infrastructure you would, all but over. it's just
0: like you know how you 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 flatten the road and then lay the rhubarb and the grid and pour the cement yeah, yeah it's the same thing you know but just just above the rhubarb and the, the cement layer you have the electromagnetic grid and then put right the protecting cover over that and that'd be interesting
3: it would. I wonder who it would have be. be, the cities that decide to pay for Would Volkswagen have to do it? Would it like a partnership? No, the, you know, come on, the taxpayers. Who knows? And that's all the weird for this week, folks. Thanks, Red. Thanks, Jay.
0: <laughs> that was Red's Cars of the Weird. That's going to be a recurring segment here on Hard Parking Podcast, the other side of the wheel. I'm going to try to get him on, hopefully, every other episode, so maybe once a month. So we'll be looking forward to that. The Q&A segment is coming back next week. So be ready for that. Watch for my posts on Facebook and Instagram. I want to involve as many of you as possible. The show is more fun when the listeners submit questions. It can be car questions, non-car questions. The more general the question, then as you may have heard, you know I'll call somebody and ask them to be a guest. Let me know if you want to be a guest on the Q&A segment. Coming up, we're still going to have NS Extra, Chris Cutt back on the show to talk a little bit about crypto and a few other things coming around the corner. I want to thank my sponsors: Right Honda, higher quality detail, rides sold, Booster Bath, Tongue Treats, and Four Wheel Online. Thank you to our Patreon business supporter, Kuya Automotive, out of Winter Garden, Florida. That's right, Kuya Automotive is still with us. I want to thank Renee Starr for being on the show, as well as Reds Ramley Podcast. Thank you, Stephen, for joining me in studio. As always, don't forget to join myself and Wes Tankersley for One Drink Wednesday on Instagram Live every Wednesday at 6:30 Mountain Standard Time. Subscribe to the Patreon for bonus items and lots of bonus info. Don't believe me, just ask Katherine H. Cox. She was a guest on the last episode as a Q&A. Subscribe to the YouTube channel Hard Parking Media. I need to get a thousand subscribers. So for everybody who sends me donut media shit, gears and gasoline stuff, it'd be nice if you just subscribed to this channel too. I got some good content. I'm sorry I'm not super popular with gajillions of followers, but I try. And also join us on the Facebook group, Hard Parking Violations. It's a free group. Look it up. All sorts of fun posts. Try to engage people in conversation. you want to reach me on Instagram, it's NA2NSX or JTravels. That's J-H-E underscore travels. I can't grow unless you tell the world how good this show is. So let's do this. Let's grow the scene together.
3: Now
2: it's stripping time.
0: Are you tired of blowing out your back at the bathtub while washing your dog or subjecting your canine to a water torture bath while leashed up to a post outside? Now there's a far more effective way to wash your pet while saving your back and keeping your dog happy. It's called Booster Bath, a portable bathtub on legs. Head over to boosterbath.com, one word, and pick one up. Available in three sizes, this tub system features a drain, a soap cubby, and water controlling wand. This tub conveniently breaks down to be stored when not in use. Want to save 10% on your first time purchase? Head over and sign up today to make that happen. Boosterbath.com. Are you tired of your dog losing its cool in a thunderstorm or fireworks? You might want to look at Tongue Treats. TongueTreats.com, high anxiety relief, pain relief, inflammation relief. It's a direct connection between the tongue and the brain, doesn't waste time going down to the stomach where it gets broken down, enters the bloodstream, then to the brain eventually. By then, little Izzy, my dog, has been hiding under the house for like 20 minutes. The Tongue treat CBD strips provide rapid results for your pet with the right amount of CBD, which is not psychoactive. It's important to test and verify your pet is getting the proper dosage. A single strip should be enough. Have doubts? There's certified analysis from a lab available on the website. Think about it. Efficacy and economy. Tongue Treats.